Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Monday the 14th of February. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Emily Wither. Western leaders say Russia could invade Ukraine at any time. We're dealing with one of the largest armies in the world. This is a very different situation and things could go crazy quickly. And a blockade at the Canadian border is broken up by authorities. No one really believed that it could last this, this long and yet it has. It doesn't feel any closer to being resolved. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start with the story that's overwhelming the world at the border between Russia and Ukraine. International leaders will make a last-ditch effort to prevent a Russian invasion this week. There are warnings it could come any day now. Here's US National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The Russian media has been laying the groundwork for this publicly uh, by... Uh, trying to condition their public that some kind of attack by the Ukrainians is imminent. And there is a kind of uh, bizarre quality to all of this where the Russians are claiming they are the ones who are, are under threat. The Kremlin has denied rumours of an invasion as hysteria, but continues to maintain a 100,000-strong army presence on the Ukrainian border. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg will address the world's media later as the foreign ministers of Russia and Poland hold separate talks on the future of Ukraine. The former NATO Deputy General Secretary Rose Gotemola told Times Radio that the Ukrainian army may be less formidable than it was in 2014. The Ukrainian army is not what it was in 2014 when when Putin seized Crimea. So they, uh, the Russian army, is not going to just get a bloodied nose if they choose to invade Ukraine. It will be a serious fight. Canada, the United States and Australia are among the nations to have announced a relocation of their embassies in Ukraine from Kiev to Lviv. Western allies have previously made it clear that one of Russia's key demands, that Ukraine is never to be allowed to join the NATO military alliance, is not up for debate, saying the alliance's door must remain open to new members. Catherine Philp, the Times of London's diplomatic correspondent, says Russia certainly has the capability of an invasion, but is unsure if the invasion is imminent. No one is suggesting there is an intelligence warning that Vladimir Putin has decided to take that action. The point really is that he has continued his military build-up around Ukraine and he will be in a position to launch an invasion should he choose to by that point. So uh, that's where we are. He has the means to do it. What is not clear is whether he has taken the decision 
The United States has suggested reviving an old agreement that would limit military exercises and how far away from borders they need to be could reduce the fear that an exercise could turn into an invasion. The problem with this approach is that it sounds a lot like continuing the kind of grinding incremental arrangements that have marked the post-Cold War era, and that is exactly the era Mr Putin is trying to blow up. Now, back to that protest by Canadian truckers over coronavirus vaccine certificates. After weeks of angry demonstrations, the standoff could be on the verge of ending. The Ambassador Bridge connecting Canada to the United States has reopened after days of occupation by protesters. After five days of no intervention from the police at the International Bridge, US President Joe Biden called for an end to the siege. Police then began pushing them back from the blockade on Saturday night. The Ambassador Bridge is an important trading route, carrying around $360 million a day in two-way cargoes and accounts for 25% of the value of all US-Canada goods trade. Bartolomew Zweck, a resident of Windsor, was one of the protesters there. The change I think that people would like to see is equality and also being heard and basically, as we all know, dropping irrational mandates that are being dropped all around the world. But it doesn't end there. There are many blockades at other border crossings and in the capital, Ottawa itself. Charlie Mitchell is the Times correspondent in Canada. He told Times Radio that the protesters were hoping to overthrow the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. Officially, the protesters initially wanted to form a governing committee with the Queen's representative in Canada and the unelected Senate, which they said would govern the country and revoke all the mandates. Then they said they'd be willing to enter a coalition government with the opposition parties, so the Conservatives and the Bloc Québécois, which is a sort of separatist Quebec party. The so-called Freedom Convoy protests that began in Canada's capital city of Ottawa and spread across the country have been going on for 17 days now. On the way, the Super Bowl trophy stays in LA and several thousand-year-old mummies are found in Peru. Times of London Daily World Briefing While the world watched the Super Bowl on Sunday, a former NFL head coach has filed a lawsuit against the organisation, claiming it's racially segregated and managed much like a plantation. Former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores was dismissed last month with his sacking attributed to poor communication skills, but was instantly considered a top candidate for a job at the New York Giants. However, the job in New York was given to Brian DeBoll before Flores even attended his interview. Flores was convinced that his interview was a sham, conducted only to satisfy the NFL's Rooney rule. Charles Walford, NFL writer for the Times of London, has told Times Radio about the Rooney rule. They had to interview one minority, um, at least one minority candidate outside the franchise, and lots of promoting from within um, for any coaching job or coordinator job. They've, they've tweaked that. They've made it two external candidates. Um, and then with the COVID, they have to say they, they, another tweak was that they had to have one in-person thing. So they couldn't, wasn't just a box ticking exercise, but ultimately has, it, it's felt like it has just been a box ticking exercise because the, the results haven't been there to see. 
Social justice protests originated in the NFL when Colin Kaepernick, then a star player for the San Francisco 49ers, began kneeling during the pre-game playing of the national anthem during the 2016 season in order to call attention to the racial injustices and police brutality. The majority of head coaching jobs in the NFL between 2012 and 2021 went to white men, while 84% of general managers who employ head coaches were white men. And that's not all. Charles Wolford told Times Radio that the statistics back up Flores's argument. There have been 500 head coaches and there have only ever been 24 black head coaches in a league where there are you know, 70% of the players are black. Something is stopping them from getting those those top jobs, and it's um, it's very hard to to disagree with Flores's assessment that you know that they are being held back by their race. Asked about the risk that he had jeopardised his career, Flores told National Public Radio it was one he was willing to take, saying, "If I never coach again, but there's a significant change, it will be worth it." In an effort to clamp down on the drugs trade in India, police in the state of Andhra Pradesh have burnt 200 tonnes of marijuana with an estimated cost of more than $50 million. The drugs were seized in police raids over the past year. The cannabis plant is grown extensively in north coastal Andhra districts. The tribal areas of Visakhapitman, bordering Odisha, are known for huge quantities of cannabis cultivation from where it is smuggled to different parts of the country. It's claimed it was the first exercise of its kind in the entire country. It's reported that the government will now guide the tribal farmers in the region to grow alternative crops, providing a fair market price for their production. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the outcome of the 56th Super Bowl, here's John Jackson. The Los Angeles Rams are the Super Bowl champions. The Californian franchise beat the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20 to win their second NFL championship in franchise history. Wide receiver Cooper Cup caught two touchdowns, including the game winner from quarterback Matthew Stafford. He was also voted the most valuable player of the season-ending spectacle. The Rams gave up a 13-10 halftime lead, but with receiver Odell Beckham Jr. forced out of the game with a knee injury, Stafford and Cup delivered Los Angeles its Hollywood ending under the lights at SoFi Stadium. The Rams become the second team ever to lift the Vince Lombardi trophy in their home stadium. Remarkably, the first time was only achieved last year by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was an even more dramatic night for Rams receiver Van Jefferson. He cut short his celebrations after finding out his wife had gone into labour with their second child during the game. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. A Super Bowl halftime show featuring Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar was not the only throwback to the early noughties, as Amazon Prime gave a first look at their new show, The Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power, during the third quarter. The show is set thousands of years before The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings stories. However, we'll be seeing some familiar characters in the show. 
It also gave a peek at the first black characters to feature in a Tolkien story, with Ismail Cruz Cordova as the elven character Arondir and Sophia Nomvete as the dwarven Deesa. The Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power, is one of the most expensive TV series ever made, with Amazon spending around $465 million filming the first season and is set to be released on September the 2nd. And finally, archaeologists in Peru have discovered what they believe to be 13 pre-Incan Empire mummies, between 800 and 1,000 years old. The discovery was made east of Lima at the archaeological complex of Cajamarquila. Six of the mummies are children and the rest adults. The archaeologists believe they were sacrificed to serve as company to a prominent figure whose mummy was found in late 2021. Archaeologist and professor at the National University of San Marcos, Pieter van Dalen Luna, said this was common practice for high society, who would place their eternal companions at the tomb's entrance to accompany them toward the final destination, death being a transition to a parallel world. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Monday the 14th of February. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.